Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. On today's part of my take, we have Green Bay Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur. Little training camp bonus for the people. We went up to Green Bay, kind of a dump. We talked to Matt LaFleur uh, about coaching Aaron Rodgers. They call it Title Town for a reason, folks. Getting his job, uh, new coach tearing his ACL. Is he scared of Khalil Mack? Answers yes. Uh, we also have Magic Johnson, Mount Rushmore of Magic Johnson's top 60 list for in honor of him turning 60 only magic johnson could do this so we're going to break it down give you our mount rushmore picks off of his list we also have hot seat cool throne and a special edition of guys on chicks guys on labor guys in labor guys in labor talking about unions yo next round is about to start you ready yeah yeah just shopping for a car in carvana for real yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Okay, let's go. It's Pardon My Take, presented by Bar Stool Sports. Welcome to Pardon My Take, presented by the Cash App. Go download it right now. You get $5 for free with the code Barstool and $5 to help animals, uh, the ASPCA. Today is Wednesday, August 14th. I don't know if we should riot. It feels like not a riot because they... They addressed Antonio Brown. So to back up, if you didn't listen yeah, to yeah, Monday's yeah. show, explain that. So like, why on, are we fr- riding? on Friday, Big Cat and I tweeted basically at the exact same time, I mean, like I literally the exact same time, mm-hmm. that if they don't show Antonio Brown complaining about his helmet, faking the new helmet, the whole helmet gate situation on Hard Knocks, then we riot. We riot, and we kind of painted ourselves into a corner. And we're not sure if he rioted or if he actually complained enough to warrant a riot on this you show. You sent out a Google calendar that just kept on popping up every, like, five minutes. We're watching the show live in the, in studio. We're actually five minutes late for the riot. Five minutes late for the riot. But I was like, why the f- what do I have at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Riot if they don't talk about Antonio Brown. Helmet So Hank tentatively accepted the uh, calendar invite. So I don't know. Maybe. Was that it mean? was if. Yeah. I wrote maybe because we might riot. Mm-hmm. But they did talk about it. So, so we have to decide. Side, I vote. I vote like a half a rot. Fuck, fuck this. Fuck that. 
Yeah, do that. Do that. All right, PFT's throwing some shit off his his uh, little corner over there. All right, that's some good riding. You feel good? Kick, yeah. kick that kick that skateboard. Kick it. There you go. Okay, so right. we rioted. Riot complete. That was a riot. We, hey, we never make promises we don't keep on this show, ever. That don't was get, me throwing Don't get something. out of control. All you right, just yeah, threw a coaster. You so might yeah, need a drink they, later. They sort of talked about it. I don't... Antonio Brown, I think the problem was he wasn't there. He wasn't there for most of it. So they couldn't he really saw at home. They yeah. didn't have a camera on. They showed his disgusting feet and him talking about circumcising his feet. Was weird. Which was hot. Was very a weird. guy. So, uh, all in all, decent, decent hard knocks. Not what we wanted because we wanted some real juicy Antonio Brown. We wanted John Gruden sitting in his office being like, where the hell is this guy? Mm-hmm. And flipping out. But you know what we did get was uh, John Gruden talking a lot about Nathan Peterman. Yes. So that was nice. Nathan Peterman and, versus Mike Glennon. Yeah, so awesome backup battle. And the best part about John Gruden talking about Peterman is he just follows every sentence with the word man. Yeah. Be like, I love football, man. But when he's talking about Peterman, it's a, you get a double man. Yeah. He's like, I like this kid Peterman, man. Yeah, and he and he uh, like kept on saying that he sucks but saying he loves him. He was yeah. like, Nathan Peterman – you're you're going so slow. My life is running out of lifespan. That was a direct quote. Uh, and Mike Glennon, I don't know. I, I I said it out loud while we were watching. I don't know how I thought for any moment in my life that Mike Glennon was the answer at quarterback for the Bears or for any team for that right. matter. That's a pretty big indictment of the Chicago Bears right it, there. Yeah, like Ryan Pace, Did they great have their job. Special teams coach scouting him or what? Yeah, at one point, you were like, Mike Glennon's our guy. I remember he threw out the first pitch at Wrigley, and I was like. This guy, I don't know. He could do it. This long-ass neck. Uh-huh. But, yeah, he threw a couple. When you get out-intercepted by Nathan Peterman, I think we talked about this on Monday, it's just a terrible look. Mm-hmm. You can't have that happen. Nathan Peterman is the interception guy, and then you go out and beat him on that. Peterman, man, threw a pretty clean game. He, did. he had that scramble for 50 yards. Yep. Glennon had two bad interceptions. Real bad. I, I, think, I think John Gruden's falling in love with uh, Peterman, man. He already was in love with mm-hmm. him. He, he was in love with him at the draft, remember? My, yep. My, my other big takeaway was uh, Sean McVay is the original piss boy. Yes. Well, Gruden was the piss boy. And he made... But then he called Sean McVay the piss boy when McVay was working for him in Tampa. Such a hilarious interaction. A, sh- a young Sean McVay, probably 23, 24 years old, and John Gruden just gr- grilling him on whether he loves football or not. Mm-hmm. He's like, but do you love it? Like, you love watching it, but do you love it? You can you can, you can watch football. Yeah, you can hear you can everyone talk, talk about it, but do you love it? Mm-hmm. And Sean McVay is like, uh, yeah, I think so. Yes, I, yeah, I think I love football. Yeah, I, I'm in. But yeah, it was cool seeing them like meet at midfield, and then Sean McVay not sure whether or not to do his big Gruden impression or to like dial it down because he was around Gruden. Because I think he got out Grudened. Yes, when they were meeting and they were saying what's up. Yeah, uh, which is to be expected. I mean, like that's the whole teacher mentor relationship. Shout out Jonathan Abram realizing that he looked like an idiot in the first week and toning it down a little. Mm-hmm. I I I said that out loud. I was like, listen, if he's the same way week two. Then this is just who he is, and it's going to be really annoying. But he, everyone has the right to look bad on camera once or twice, and mm-hmm. then realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't just uh, like blow guys up in the middle of the field when we're not even having pads on, and then laugh in Gruden's face when he tells me not to do that. Maybe I shouldn't just keep pushing and prodding about the pronunciation of salmon. That's not mm-hmm. great TV. Every guy gets one week where they're allowed yeah. to look shitty on television. Right. We used ours up a couple years yes. ago. But Done. you have to learn and you have to move on from yeah. that. Derek Carr, also not as awkward. 
Felt like he they toned that down as well. Yeah, that had a lot to do with Mike Lennon standing behind him most of the time. Correct. It's tough to look more Correct. awkward than Mike Lennon. Yeah, but overall, it was decent. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like this hard knock season is it's never going to live up to the hype, especially with everything that's going. Next week, they have a chance, a chance to make it really, really cool if Antonio Brown stuff is actually talked about. Are we riot? Or we riot that we're going to do it. Has we're been absolutely going to do next it. week. So uh, what's going on with Antonio Brown? So, you you have like some things going. I do have a couple things cooking with Antonio Brown. So he obviously has been sitting out because of the feet and because he doesn't have his helmet. His helmet is too old to be recertified. It's like ten years old. Okay, and so they won't it's let like him a car and emissions. Test. Yeah, yeah, it's like, exactly. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but so he's been looking for the exact same model, just one that happens to be made within the last 10 years so we can get it recertified. Now, thanks to AWL Nation, we have tracked down two of these helmets two. in his size. One is from a, uh, a fun belt player, okay. a former fun belt player. And uh, the other, I'm not exactly sure what college it's from, but it's the same. It's the, uh, uh, the exact same model that he wears, the exact same size that he wears. And I think the face masks are the same too. So he's been trying to find one of these. And he said that if we can find one and he can get one, He'll trade a Raiders used helmet. And we don't want that. We don't want that. We want Hank had a great idea. We will trade Antonio Brown right now. If you everyone tweeted Antonio Brown and tell him these guys have two helmets Mm -hmm. ready to go in return. We want you to do a touchdown dance for us. Yes. A pardon my take touchdown dance. That's all we ask. I don't know One what touchdown that touchdown dance. dance looks like. Well, we got to figure it out. My neck, my back, and then grab his crotch, then his butt. What if he what if he goes up to Derek Carr and starts eating his butt? Yeah, that I would accept that. There we that. go. You got to simulate ass eating. Get right in the get, muffler of the car there. Yeah, you get simulate ass eating. You get both helmets right in the tailpipe. If you don't want to do that, we'll give you one helmet for uh, if you wear a part of my take fanny pack and it gets on hard knocks. Ooh, oh, what if we made what if we made like a skin cover for an iPhone? and He did a Joe Horn. Oh, that'd be nice. That would be pretty sick. Honestly, just get us a lunch with Mark Davis. Yes, actually, that is that's it. Yeah. So either eat okay. uh, D- Derek Carr's ass or PF Chang's with Mark Davis. Good I don't call. think those are crazy offers. I don't think so either. I mean, I think they're both pretty good. We're we're being nice. I mean, he it's a it's a great helmet. <laughs> hey, do you want this helmet or not, Antonio? Because the that's fact is, if you don't have this helmet and you don't play this year, I think you're walking away from like twenty million dollars. Yeah, we, and all the touchdown dances. Would you rather have twenty million dollars or eat Derek Carr's ass? Just simulate it. It's pretty. You easy. don't have to do it. Like, and I'll, actually, you know what? I'm going to throw in a little extra. I want um, someone to fake hit a home run like Christian Yelich, and then he eats the ass. That's the Alfred Morris touchdown yes. dance. I like that yes. one. That's so a home good one. run, and then they're watching, and they're like, well, and they mm-hmm. give a little shit, guess we got to do it, mm-hmm. and then they go and do it. You know it would be great if Derek Carr could also do the salute, the mile-high salute, while he was getting his ass eaten. <laughs> Just like all in all, I think that's a totally very reasonable choreographed totally reasonable. touchdown celebrate. or Not flaggable. Or General Sal's with Love is Love. Mark Davis. Yes. Pretty easy. You decide. You I, decide. I can't decide which one I'd rather see or do. I think both work. Mm-hmm. I think we'd be happy with both. Yeah, either one's fine. What about you, Hank? I want to see the ass. You want to see, see the, the ass eating okay. touchdown? Okay. All right. Well, he's, he can do it. What can he Brown can do, do for you? He can do it. Let's go. Everyone tell him. We got two helmets for him. Two. Two. Um, you know what would be perfect? Because that, that weirdo feel that they have in Oakland, if he literally did it on third base. Oh, 
and Derek Carr maybe sat down in the dirt beforehand and got, then stood up. Got real muddy with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, now we're getting a little out of control, but that's okay. I think this is – It's called you anchoring. Want the helmet. It's called anchoring the negotiation. We, we put this out, and he's like, tell you what, I'll do it except for the muddy butt. Good segue. You didn't even mean to segue. We have to talk about Dak Prescott being the greatest negotiator of all time. Yeah. Because there was news that came out that he wants $40 million immediately debunked, but – I'm basically going to just assume he wants $40 million. Boom. Negotiation anchored. So Jerry offered $30 million. Now, this is all from, I think, Jane Slater reported it, and she's very close with the Cowboys team. So I'm guessing this is coming from Jerry or somebody close to him. Right. That they offered him $30 million and he countered with $40 million. So I'm not sure if he actually came back with $40 million, but like you, I choose to believe, like, yeah, why not ask for 50 Dak? Right. Just pay, ask for pay him. Pay, right. Pay Dak's a bitch. This will be an interesting negotiation because Dak Prescott is right on that line. He is that guy who you're like, do we give him a ton of money? And yeah. you got to go all in. If you got the guy that you think might be your quarterback, you got to pay him forty five million. But, but you also have the problem with the Cowboys have like they actually have a good young core uh-huh. that they have to keep paid. And I think they just paid a couple guys. I know they just paid Demarcus Lawrence. Like, you got to pay Zeke. You got to pay Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. So I know that everyone keeps tweeting. I think there's some people out there like Dak's not as bad as people make it out to seem. And I don't think he is. That's worth $45 million right there. I don't, million. I don't think he's worth $40 million, And I think that you probably have to sit down Dak and be like, dude, I know that you want this much money, but would you rather this much money or maybe win a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys? Which won't happen, but you got to negotiate that way. As not a Dallas Cowboys fan... I hope they pay Dak as much money as possible. Did you hear what? Seventy. Did you hear this? Yeah, seventy-five. Okay. Fuck it. Let's go. Let, Deal. Full send. Uh, this is a quote from Jerry Jones today from John Machota. He was talking about uh, the the situation that he's in with Dak, Ezekiel, and Amari. He said, "Picture you were a driver of a car and you had a wreck and your hand was almost severed off, but you didn't understand your anatomy. You looked down. Sorry, should I do Jerry voice? You looked down. You're spurting blood." You open the door and you run to the woods and you either die bleeding to death or shock. The educated man looks down, knows his anatomy, squeezes and knows his best chance is to wait for help. That's because he's been there a lot and done that. So I'm squeezing and I'm waiting for help. So that's, that's Jerry Jones on contract negotiations. That might be your best impression. Yeah, that was like good. Jerry? That was really good. I love jacking it into my shoes. <laughs> that was uh, like George Bush Ross Perot. I got, R.I.P. Cu- I got my cum foot. <laughs> I'm Jerry. Hey, me, pass me that Johnny Walker Blue. We we just gave you a compliment, and you're just like, I'm coming back for more, and I'm going to ruin it. I just Johnny Walker <laughs> Blue a load into my shoes. Um, all right. So, yeah, Dak Prescott, I guess. I Pay him. They got to pay everyone. Pay Dak. Pay Zeke. Pay Amari. They should just put it like a bunch of money and be like, you guys figure it out. Yeah. Ooh, like, like, here's $90 million. Yeah. Who wants do it. what? Yeah. Do it. Lock them in a room with $90 million, a pocket knife, and a roll of duct tape. Mm. And just let the let the chips fall where they may. Or have it be that big Salvation Army bowl and have it be uh, a big bowl of cereal like da- like Zeke getting okay. fed. Okay. And then there's money at the bottom. Okay, and whatever wet you, dollar bills, and whatever you don't take out <laughs> goes to the Salvation Army for yes, charity. So right. how great, how greedy are you going to be? Right, just have them jump in like it's double dare. Yeah, I like that. You guys decide, and then loser gets slimed. Yep. Okay, problem solved. Um, all right, we should do hot seat, cool throne before we get to our Mount Rushmore, Matt Lafleur. If you want to watch Matt Lafleur, if you want to watch Matt Lafleur. You can do it on barstoolgold.com slash PMT. Or watch the riot. I mean, or watch the riot. Mm-hmm. The riot was it got lit. Fucking crazy in here. We, it was Jake, 
Got a little nervous. Did mm-hmm. you pee your pants, piss boy? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, trash. Scram. I just rioted a little bit right there. I'm sorry. It's got a little residual riot. A little extra here. riot. It's tough to get uh, out of the system. All right, so hot seat, cool throne. Hank, why don't you start? Uh, my hot seat is Michael Porter Jr. You guys remember him? Remember he's in the NBA? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Has yet to play a minute. His spine is made of dust. And today, there was a uh, conference. Adam Silver was talking to the Denver Nuggets, and he tweeted out a picture of Silver on stage not realizing that Adam Silver's <laughs> phone number, his office phone number, and his email were on the screen. So he basically tweeted it out to the entire world. He doxed him. He doxed him. His cell phone was on there, too. Yeah, cell phone, office phone, and call email. What happened? What do you mean? Did people just blow him up? I'm sure. They were like, hey, Adam, let's make, uh, I don't even know what ideas, stupid ideas, this going league. around to NBA Reddit right now. Yeah. I got, um, let's see, I think I actually wrote it down here earlier. You want to try to call him? Yeah. Sure. Okay, let's try to call Adam Silver. It's got, I'm assuming it's changed at this point. I'm we'll sure, find yeah, out. It's probably going to go straight to voicemail. But yeah, that's, that's, that's got to be a tough, like, you've never played a minute in the league. Yeah. yeah. All right, Damn. disconnected, smart You know man. what? That actually pisses me off because Adam Silver, like, he got doxxed and that sucks. But you know he had someone deal with all that, you know? Mm-hmm. He didn't have to call Verizon. Spin zone, do you think he actually planted that? Like he was cool with being doxxed because oh. he's the accessible commissioner? Ooh, maybe he's got something to hide. Hmm. So he deliberately got his phone So that people aren't away. sniffing around huh. the other stuff. New phone number. Doing. Interesting. He smashed it. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Just saying. I'm yeah. just, this is, this it is a very, it is a very convenient reason to smash your phone. Yeah, and we saw him smash it. Yeah. Smash it right on stage. Uh, my other hot seat are all the people out there, all the AWOs who I'm sure thought that drinking bleach would cure cancer or autism. Whoa, what happened? Uh, the FDA came out and said for sure that drinking bleach will not cure cancer or autism. Okay, good, good to, to know. know. Okay. Good to know. We got so that you, on yeah, the list. All the people listening. Woo! You have to inject it. That was tough. All right, we had a bad, bad phase there. Uh, and then my cool throne is for Loco. Oh, which is similar to injecting bleach. Yep. Well, now they came out with a Spike Seltzer. So for all the people, you know, on the beach, whatever. They've also come out. They came out with a Spore Loco sex toy. Like, they went from being hmm. banned banned from the world to okay. all of a sudden they're back. All right. No, hey, we're talking about them now. Dildo. Hey, here's the thing. No, it was no, a Spore Loco flashlight. Yeah. But I'm pretty, oh, I'm pretty yeah, sure that it makes fake. sense for dudes who just pound so much for Loco they can't talk to women. Just can't stop pounding it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the Four Loco thing is fake. I'm very woke on this because there was no like link to the product whatsoever. It was a it was a Photoshop that Four Loco put out there of Four Loco Spike Seltzer, mm. and it said like the ultimate or the most extreme hard seltzer, mm. something like that. It was 14 percent alcohol. Whoa! And here's why I think it's fake is because if you're gonna make something 14 percent alcohol, why not just make it 20? True. Is there anybody out there that would drink a 14 percent Four Loco? That wouldn't drink at twenty percent. Why not make it fifty and have it just be liquor? Hardest seltzer in the universe is a is a hard tagline. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not so sure that it's real. You, oh, so that's how it was it like? It's the hardest seltzer. You're gonna get so hard. Here's this flashlight. Fuck it. Basically, no, but and that was mar- I just did the marketing for four loco. Mm-hmm. I'll send. I'll invoice you later. Fuck it. I'm having a four loco. <laughs> yeah, damn. This hard seltzer will make you so hard. You're going to want to come in this piece of plastic. Mm-hmm. The hardest seltzer. It's the coolest thing you can do. You ever go out for a night out with your boys, drink so much Four loco, you just want to fuck a tube? Well, that, that, that's the thing, <laughs> is if you actually finish a Four loco, you're probably not going to be able to fuck. Right. 
So the flashlight never gets. But a flashlight never the complains. The flashlight yeah. never gets used. A flashlight's never like. Does this happen often? That's true. You're good. That's very flashlight true. Flashlight just is cool. With I it. was actually saying this is a great way for the flashlight to retain its value. It's like a Star Wars figurine that you never take out of the package. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, all right. Good job for local. We're truly guys, by the way. Yeah. Let's just mm-hmm. throw that out there. Claws down. Yeah. Truly, truly the best. Mm-hmm. Is that it, Hank? That's it. All set. Okay. Uh, my my first hot seat is. Old oh. school, tough ass football. Ooh, because Vic Fangio has banned hazing. He's banned rookie haircuts. He's banned all that stuff. He's banned nice. singing at at Broncos training camp. Nice, yeah. Nice. This is like way way back old school. We're going so old school they didn't even know what hazing was. Mm. They're just like, you need to respect your fellow man. Yeah, old right. School. Old right. Think you're confused, school. Big right. Cat. No, like I'm talking like 1903 Harvard Yale. Where they just bash brains together with no helmets. Where people, that old where people died yeah, on no, the nobly field. instead right. of cutting their hair. You don't have time to haze when you're not going to live past 35. That's a good point. That's a very good point. But so yeah, it's so, old, old school. But it also it gave people a reason to, to tweet out the picture of Tim Tebow when he got the oh, monk haircut. Perfect. Love it. So I love to see that. Yeah. I think that you should be allowed to give one rookie a monk haircut yes. for you. Yes, I agree. That's not hazing. That's no. team building. That's funny. Big difference. There's a difference. If it's, if it's funny, it's not hazing. My other hot seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the people that are doing the hazing are laughing. think that it's funny, yes. then, it's, that then can't it's, be, it's just a classic Legally, joke. that's not hazing just if locker. everyone's laughing except for the guy who's getting hazed. Correct. Uh, my other hot seat is shitting. Okay. Because Brazil's fascist president says that people uh, should avoid pooping every day. They should poop every other day now if we want to save the planet. So that's gonna be Yikes. that's gonna be tough for me. I'm out, especially yeah. And for that reason, I'm not voting for the fascist in Brazil. Yikes! Uh, I don't know if he's ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse, yeah. but it's that's instant, impossible, instant, instant. Like, meat sweats. Yes, yes. You can't help but shit within the hour. Remember the one we went to in Vegas? Yeah, and the waitress thought that I was a woman from behind and said, yeah. ma'am. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to tell that that's story. That's exactly why I you're just, bringing it up. No, I was just going to ask if you remember that meal we shared. I'm saying, okay, whatever. Yes, I do remember it. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? It happens not irregularly that I'll be sitting at a bar and somebody will approach me from behind, be like, excuse me, ma'am, and that's only natural because <laughs> Can I I've, buy got you the, a I've got oh, the long hair shit. and a great ass. I'm sorry. Oh, man. All right, what else Most you got? importantly, my great ass. My cool throne is uh, the fat cats at DirecTV. Oh, because this is when the Sunday ticket bill hits. It was this week. Shit. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Ex- that's how they get you. Mm, you forget okay. year by year. Hey, fun fact. Football's back now. though. Yeah. Football is back. Fun fact. We were supposed to have direct TV in this office. <laughs> that's a fun fact. We moved in three months ago. Uh, just I like had a conversation to get- too with uh, one of the tech guys. I, I don't think we're getting it. No, I don't think so either. I think the whole plan of watching every game here is gone, which is that's insane. So we had, we're building a gambling cave. So fellas, where are we going to watch the games? Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, I, think. I guess so. Busters. I, I get yeah, Busters. Bu- oh, Busters, yeah. We got to do one Sunday yeah. at Busters. Yeah, tell you what, we'll alternate B-dubs and Busters. We'll do a watch party at Busters. Yeah. Uh, my Busters, other- give us some fucking cash, bro. Yeah, please, come on. My other cool throne is Deepfakes. You tokens. love Busters. <laughs> what did you say? Or some tokens. Oh, yeah, that's actually that'd be great if we did an ad deal with Busters and they just gave us tokens. I'd take mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Fifty thousand tokens. I will take my my payment from Busters in tokens and in like little cheap keychains. I'll forego my seventy five thousand dollars we get for every single episode of part of my take each and convert it all into Buster coins. <laughs> that's worth like seventy five thousand and one Buster coins. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a better bang for your buck. All right, what's your other um, cool my throne? other cool throne is Deepfakes. Oh yeah. Oh. Did you guys see this video? No. It was a video from I think it was Bill Hader 
on uh, was he on Jay Leno show? One of them. I was on one of those shows Conan. a while ago. Yeah, and uh, he was getting interviewed, and he was they seamlessly turned his face into Tom Cruise's face as he was doing a Tom Cruise impression, what? and then into Seth Rogen's face what? as he was doing a Seth Rogen impression, and then back and then back and then back and then back and back and forth like five times to the point where now I'm afraid. Now I'm basically ready to admit that the robots have won. And so just, like, think of me as one of the good ones, robots, when you do take over the, the Earth, because I'm on your side now. Okay, so I'm thinking of it more glass half full. Oh, yeah. We're at Barcelona Advisors this year. We're getting Well, I'm not even game. thinking about we're, that, we're, we're already we're, – we're working on it. You think what I'm thinking? What? Christian Yelich, if he wins a home run derby, deep fake. Oh, there you go. I do like Cut that. that part. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. I love it. Yes. Deep fakes. All right, so we're back. Um, all right, my hot seat. Go cool deep throw. fakes. My hot seat is uh, Fredo. You can't say Fredo anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chris Cromo uh, was videotaped. Thank you for remembering Cromo. Everyone thinks that he's got a new nickname. No, it's, it's still Cromo. Cromo. Who is Chris Cromo. Cromo? He's a guy on CNN. LeVar Ball. Fox? Where Called, he? oh. He's on CNN. LeVar Ball CNN. flipped his game on him and said, people call you Cromo. Yeah. Okay, Cromo. Uh, so he was, uh, I don't know, he got in a fight with some guy. He went real aggro, and he said, calling me Fredo is like using the N-word. And uh, for Italians, and I don't, I didn't think that, but now we can't say Fredo. I thought just the N word was the Italian version of calling people the <laughs> yes, like that's, that's Italians right. love, right? Yeah, and, but no, it's Fredo. Interesting, it is Fredo. So you cannot call anyone by the name of a fictional character that's a total fuck up and uh, went against the family. I did like how upset that he got though. Like he was ready to fight. Very upset. I love that Fredo. I wish he had fought. Actually, you know what? The more I think about it, the more I don't like that he got that upset. Because if you're going to get that pissed off and not fight, then he, what are we doing here? He was acting like Sonny. Then what are we... Yeah, he was. He wasn't afraid. Don't call him Sonny. Yeah, that's right. That's also he was, he was an S-word. Yes. He was acting like a real S-word mm-hmm. instead of an F-word. Uh, yeah, He's acting so, like a real big pussy. So that's in the... That's the, the not, not like the... No, no, no. Not like the misogynistic term. No, The n- guy yes. from The Sopranos. No, but he's, he fucking ratted everyone out. Yeah, and that's... He got killed in season right. two. That's the guy he was acting like. Right, but that's also a, a slur. Big pussy? Yeah. Who finds big pussy? Dude, pussy? he ratted. Big, I'm not he, talking he about caught selling H. I'm not talking about the 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 genitals. I'm talking about the right. guy. That is a, that is a slur because Fredo went against the family. So did big pussy. So we can't say big puss anymore. No. So we'll call every Italian guy Polly Walnuts. Okay. Sounds Perfect. good. Everyone loves Polly. Um, all right, my cool throne. I got two. One is, uh, well, actually, it's me both ways. Uh, me, the uh, myself as the anti-vaxxer. Mm-hmm. My son's getting vaccinated tomorrow. First vaccination. So that must be very tough I'm for out. you. I'm out on the anti-vaxxer. Sorry. Sorry. I know people were, like, waiting with bated breath, hoping that I would join Jenny McCarthy and uh, Kristen Cavallari and other people uh-huh. who have uh, high-minded, uh, high-minded individuals that are the cutting edge of science. Mm-hmm. I'm not. So this is officially putting the nail in the coffin of your friendship with Jay, then? Probably. Yeah, this yeah, that is it. Probably is it. That yeah. was it. Well, it was the needle in my son's arm. The needle in the, <laughs> the, the thing. Yeah. ended our relationship. And then my other is myself as well because I had to go to Home Depot. Humble cat. Well, listen to this. You guys will like this because I think this is relatable. I had to go to Home Depot. I successfully went to Home Depot and got what I needed without asking anyone. And there's no better feeling in the world. You feel like the manliest yeah. man that's ever walked earth. When you can walk into Home Depot, it took me a while. Yeah, I was going to say, were you uh, stubborn about well, it? Or oh, did I was you... very stubborn about it. Very, very stubborn. It took me way too long. But still, doing that thing where you just cannot ask. Because you know you can ask. And Home Depot people, they know right away. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, you know, back left corner of aisle 17. 
but I didn't ask, mm-hmm. and I successfully did it. It took me about 25 minutes to find the wood glue, but I did it. You know what the the best feeling is when you're doing that and somebody else asks you where something is, and you can tell them. You yeah. help them out in Home You're Depot. like, oh, I know. And dude. then on the way back, you're like, what are you building? <laughs> no, and dude. then you pretend to know how to help them. Yeah. I, I did that a couple times. It's the gave, best. Gave some really bad advice. It's a big time like alpha off when you go into Home Depot. Uh-huh. I you feel like be watching yourself. I get the feeling that there are people that just walk around Home Depot all day waiting to be asked those questions. 100%. That don't actually work there. Yeah. They're, they just It's the love of the game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's do our Mount Rushmore before we do that. New Amsterdam Vodka believes that when you have an uncompromising passion and a competitive spirit, you can achieve great things. Our friend, Ryan Whitney, Pink Whitney's are out. Sep- I cannot believe September, September 1st. 1st. I cannot believe he got his own drink made after him. It's fucking awesome. Proud the, bottle, it. the bottle looks great. It's So would you say it's now Whitney 1? Yeah. Billy T2? You Tim three, <laughs> Tim Zanetta. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if we were allowed to say his name. Absolutely. Okay. He's in jail. Uh, so you three. Oh, <laughs> oh forever. Uh, for for, for <laughs> now. Uh oh. Uh oh. You got like a wet bandit situation on you. All right. The spirit has been inspired. Uh, New Amsterdam to produce a vodka of superb taste and unparalleled smoothness. New Amsterdam distills its vodka five times using only the finest quality grains from America's heartland, resulting in a premium vodka with unparalleled smoothness that is then filtered three times for a clean, crisp finish. New Amsterdam is slightly sweet on the palate, smooth enough to drink on the rocks, mix with a juice and soda, or make a classic New Amsterdam mule. New Amsterdam Vodka's official vodka of Barstool Sports. Get the Pink Whitney starting September 1st. Uh, okay. Mount Rushmore. So this one we're doing a little different. It is the Mount Rushmore. So Magic Johnson's turning 60 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He Today. Happy birthday, Magic. Happy birthday, Magic. He, for his 60th birthday, decided to l- release a few lists. Four lists. His top 60 uh, favorites. And he did Magic's top 60 films. Magic's top 60 athletes that turned entrepreneurs. Yep. Magic's top 60 places to travel. Magic's top 60 TV shows. Now, he released these lists. You'd think, hey, I'd put my favorite show at the top. No, then you wouldn't know Magic because he released them in alphabetical order. Except for The Godfather was number one of the movies. LeBron got to him on that one. Yeah, LeBron. And also, (laughs) I don't know if you saw the uh, top 60 shows. Three Stooges. The Three Stooges was number two. Yeah, he moved that up to second place. <laughs> left 21 Jump Street in first place because it's a numeral. Uh, but, yeah, he's a big The Three Stooges fan. Yeah, so what we're going to do is this is going to be you can use any of the four lists. We're going to do our Mount Rushmore of selections off of Magic Johnson's four lists. And the wrinkle is in the spirit of Magic's list, we have to do it alphabetically. So each list, each of our lists has to be alphabetical. Mm-hmm. So the top is going to be – it's going to be interesting when we get to the bottom of the list. You ready, Hank? I'm ready. Because you're first. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you really ready? I am ready because, I mean, he had – like, his TV and movie choices were – Really bad. Something. Really bad. But he had Chappelle show on there. Shit! Mm-hmm. Greatest show of all Fuck. time. Und- undeniably the number one pick. I think uh, I think we all had that as number one. Chappelle show is really good. Yep. It's God a strong one. Damn it. Also, I, I realize this, but making your rankings in alphabetical order – is a great way to never leave Beyonce yeah. off the list and never piss off the beehive. She's always going to be near the top. That sucks. All right. Uh, that was going to be my first pick. God damn it. Um, all right. I'll go with my first pick. I'll go with the Bahamas. 
Great place to visit. Okay. The Bahamas. Was just there on vacation. There it was you amazing. Go. Yeah. Of course you were. A couple times. Uh, Bahamas are nice, though. Yeah. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. PFT, you have two. Okay. I'm going to go with Amsterdam. Not, Good pick. Not the drugs part. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely the drug part. Life ex- The life experience part. The mm-hmm. museum's part. On drugs. On mushrooms. Not the drug. Uh, Jake, make sure it's written not, parentheses, not the drugs part. <laughs> uh, number two, I'm going to go with A-Rod. Ooh. Also, not the drugs part. Ooh, Jake, besides okay. the drugs part, you're really hitting the A's. Yeah, hammering the A's. You got to get to them. Um, all right, I gotta do. I'm really bad at the fucking alphabet. Um, you didn't do it this in advance. No, I did, but I kind of went all over the place. Did I? I, I did I cock A Rod from you? No, 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 no. You did not. You did not. <laughs> oh, Trouble yeah. in Paradise. Um, oh yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm working on his case. We'll get to it in a minute. Uh, so all right. What does that have to do with Mel Rushmore? Yeah, it I just, it doesn't really. I'm, I'm worried about his net worth right now. He doesn't so shit where entre- he is. As an entrepreneur, he lost $500,000. He got stolen. All right. I'll go my second pick. Goodfellas. Okay. <laughs> you had tough. to make sure that was I had to make sure it was tough. I was having trouble there. Okay. Goodfellas. I got two. Yeah. Django Unchained. Okay. Great film. Mm. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Use the word Fredo a lot in there. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Good pick. Uh, okay, I'll go with my third pick. I'll go MJ Michael Jordan. Okay, solid okay. pick. Yep. Uh, my third, I'm going to go Ray Allen. Woo! Yeah, I think we all know why. Mm-hmm. I think we all know why. And my fourth pick, I'm going to go with The Wire. Oh, because if you're a sports writer, you have to have some sort of inclusion of the wire in every single thing that you do. Specifically for today, I'm going to go season two of the wire. Yep. Ooh, nice, nice, very topical. That was all, right, all, I'll all my knowledge of the unions was from season two of the wire. I'll yeah. finish uh, mine with the Sopranos. Easy, easy fourth pick for me. All right, Hank, what's your fourth? Mm, Maui. Maui, Maui, Hank, good one. Loading up on beaches. Wow. Forget Maui. Get those beaches. I've never actually son. been there, but I want to go. It's on my vacation destination list. Why do you want to go to Maui so much? I just heard Hawaii is a great place to go. It is. It, and it truly is. I just is. love the way in The Rock when uh, Sean Connery says, forget Maui. It's great. <laughs> okay, that really stuck with you. Yeah. Uh, what did we miss? John Madden was a miss. I mean, him having Triple oh, X. Yeah, John, John Madden. Madden was John on Madden's there? On him there. having Triple X as a top 60 movie is like, I, I, he must have only seen 60 movies in his life. I chose to believe that that one was just porn. He wasn't yeah, talking about Triple X. He was just like... He, could, he should have just written X hamster. I've been thinking of the Fast and Furious movies, like Triple X. I got a question. S- what, Stunner. What has Keyshawn Johnson done as an entrepreneur? Uh, he's on TV and on the radio. Okay, all right. That mm-hmm. that plays. That plays. Um, Tony Hawk was was one that was uh, caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, here's an interesting thing. At number thirty one in his list of Magic's top sixty films, he has The Born Identity. So he moved that one around too. Yeah, he did, and that's a. That's a classic Magic pick right there. Yeah. Uh, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Way to date yourself there, Magic. The Oprah Winfrey Show. Pander much? Did he put his own show in there? Uh, no, he didn't. The Magic Hour. That was a great show. <laughs> also, like, a, a lot of these entrepreneurs, like, I don't, unless they're secret entrepreneurs, like, what are Ooh. what are these people doing? Like, what you said with Keyshawn Johnson, like, right. I feel like a lot of these players just retired and are, are like, golfing. I think if you have a podcast, you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Because We're entrepreneurs. Because Dale Earnhardt's on there. Oh, fuck. I didn't even realize he had Brady on there. That's a huge miss. Wow. Oh, wow. Hank, Trouble in Paradise. Miss. Tom. Also, I'm Ty sorry. Law. I, 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 wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fuck. Isaiah Thomas is an entrepreneur mm-hmm. in sexual harassment lawsuits. Mm-hmm. He, he's a job creator because he... <laughs> what is he even an entrepreneur? He, he freaks out so many female co-workers that there are a lot of open jobs. <laughs> um, let's see. What other, what other weird movies... 
Yeah, why is Ray Allen a job? Why is he an entrepreneur? I have no idea. I have no idea. He has I'm a book. Sure, like, he exclusively golfs. Uh, yeah, he has a book, so I guess that counts. That's uh, Hank makes a good point, though. If you spend enough time on the, the golf course, people just assume that you're right. an entrepreneur. Get a podcast. You must be golf. a CEO of something. Yeah, yeah. you're you, boom. You're an entrepreneur. There it goes. Um, all right. Yeah, I I don't know what else uh, he has on here. That a lot of just weird things. I feel like I I know what type of fan he is, but then he'll throw in a curveball. He's got scandal on there. He's got the Matrix. Also, here's what's weird about his top 60 TV shows. He has Judge Judy. <laughs> I should have picked that. God damn it. Judge Judy, Judge Mathis, and the People's Court. And He's a big daytime And Law and & Order and Law & Order SVU. Yeah. He hammered that. Oh, fuck. Hammered it. Tom, I'm sorry. Actually, the more I look at this, the more the list is just really well done. Yeah, really, really well done. Yeah, Hank, you, you're going to be living with that for a while. Yeah. For a while. Tom Brady. Damn. That sucks, Hank. Julian, play this part for, for Tom. I oh, know. He's listening. Let him know that, that Julian, let Hank him. has forgotten about yeah. him. He had Tom Brady. He had him easily. He could have picked him at any point pretty much, right? Yeah. He mm-hmm. had him. He was honorable. He he wasn't even – technically he wasn't even an honorable mention because you had to bring him up. That's I true. I didn't even go through the list. Yeah, I was just going through the list and realized that I missed it. Damn. That's, that's a tough me. one. That's on me. Hand All right. Up. Let's get to – tell us which ones you <laughs> think we missed the cut. Of Magic Johnson's top 60. You need to, we need to uh, put this out there on the Mount Rushmore, like, quote board with as little explanation as possible. Just Magic's favorite Cause, things. Yeah, because it's, it's, the lists are so stupid. Mm-hmm. I think Jake I think should my, do some homework. Mine's the Bahamas, Goodfellas, Mag- Michael Jordan, and, and the Sopranos. Uh-huh. That makes no Wait, sense. Wait, you, you didn't have Bahamas. Yeah, I did. I thought Hank had Bahamas. No, I did. Oh, all these beaches. Yeah. A lot of beach. beach I think shit. Jake should go through this list and, and list what uh, these entrepreneurs have done post career. <laughs> yeah, we could use I, a I, little. I feel like thirty five of them. Could... But you know what? We'll get fucked with that because, like Keyshawn, he's going to be like he has seventy five Jamba Juices in South Florida, mm-hmm. and then we're going to look like assholes. So don't do that. Ray, Ray Ray Allen's probably getting residual checks from he got game. Yes, so that that counts as a job. One hundred percent is. Um, all right, let's get to our interview with Matt Lafleur. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Okay, here he is, Green Bay Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur. Okay, we now welcome on a guest. It is uh, Packers coach Matt LaFleur. Oh, a what guest? A guest. A very special it guest. It is a guest. I appreciate Matt that. Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers. We're going to get into a lot of stuff, but we got to start with the Achilles and the boot that you're wearing. Get it out of the way. What the hell were you doing uh, going hard on the basketball court over 30 years old? Don't you know better? I don't know better. What what move like tore your Achilles? Is it cr- it's pretty embarrassing. No, oh. I, actually, we were playing knockout. Oh no! I, was, I will say I was in the final two. Okay, out right. of how many? Oh, we have a good crew. We, we had a lot of we got a lot of coaches that play. I mean, there's sometimes there's almost twenty guys down there. So I was in the final two, but uh, I think I actually airballed the shot. We were oh. playing from the side. Mm-hmm. That's know, we, the worst. Make it interesting. We play half court knockout. Okay. And you were yeah. going too hard? Well, no, I just missed a shot. I went to get a rebound, and it felt like somebody hit me in the, the back of the leg. I yeah. I back, and 
course, nobody's around me, and I knew I pretty much knew right away what had happened. That's one of those injuries, though, that was going going to happen no matter what. Like at I some point, I, th- I don't know. I think that's the the most common the the most common injury for guys who keep playing basketball after the age of thirty is their Achilles. Yeah, no, I I hear you. It's it's amazing though how many people I've met that said the same thing happened to them. Yeah. So. Does there need to be some sort of contract stipulation for coaches like there are for players? Like you can't do this in the offseason, <laughs> keep you in shape? Uh, I'd rather have it to me than uh, than the players. So That's a good point. You are know. you going to be at all in that walking boot on the sidelines for I will be. Games? I will be, but hopefully, uh, you know, week one I'll be out of the boot. Okay. okay. The thing I really want to talk about is that Bears hat. Yeah, it's you see it. I don't like looking it. looking right at it. I don't like you it. You want to get into it right away? Sure. Man. All right. So uh, you got the job in January. Uh, the schedule came out what in May maybe since May how many times have you woken up in just a sweat being like Khalil Mack Khalil Mack Khalil Mack yeah Khalil Mack's a he is a threat to blow up every play mm-hmm. no doubt about it and you, you better have a plan for him otherwise he can wreck a game but it's not just a Khalil Mack they got a lot of good players on that defense and I mean Hicks is a game wrecker as well and um, certainly we know the challenge that's in front of us Week one. In all seriousness, are you excited that it's a rivalry game to start off? Like, or were you kind of hoping maybe let's throw out the I don't know, let's play the Bucks in Tampa Bay week one, maybe ease my way into my head coaching career because it is prime time, first NFL yeah. game, rivalry game. It's going to be bright lights right away. There's no doubt about it, but I will say this about this league: you you better take every game like you're playing the world champion, and if you don't. This is a humbling league that will put you down in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So every game's important. Is there any additional pressure knowing that you've got like 50,000 extra owners that you have to respond to? <laughs> did you go to the owners meeting? I did not go to the owners meeting. Thing, you know, oh, the owners meeting in terms of all the all the fans. Green Bay Packers. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. I, put it in their no, we had practice. Oh, okay. So we had a team meeting. So I, I couldn't okay. make the owners meeting. Our got fish it. actually owns the team. Yeah, he has a, a he's got a, he's got a share. Yes, he does. I've met a lot of owners since I've been in Green Bay. He's yeah. already putting pressure on you. A lot of yeah. We yeah, we do. Own, <laughs> we technically are fathers of an owner, mm-hmm. so our nice. fish does have a stock. Um, <laughs> so we've talked to your some of your your buddies, Sean McVay, uh, Kyle Shannon, have both been on the show. They are young head coaches. Have you felt a little of like the pressure of? Okay, you're 39. Most, you know, in the NFL history, it's usually an older guy gets a head coaching job. Have you? I see you got the stubble with little gray hair. Is that on purpose? Well, actually, the grays have really been filling in lately. Yeah. So that's on purpose, uh, though. Because do you do you notice it though? Maybe in the locker room, is it hard to people look at you? Maybe like, hey, this guy's more my age than coaches I've had in the past. You know, I I don't think so. I I, I we I just try to go and do the best job I can on a daily basis, and you know communicate with our players and making sure that you know I hear their concerns and and take those into consideration when when we're making decisions but ultimately we're always going to make decisions in the best interest of the team and but I don't I don't think you can put a any type of age on on leadership you know I like you said I saw Sean firsthand and mm-hmm. I thought he did a as good a job as as anybody I've been around in in terms of getting the respect and the command from the team your beard's yeah. much stronger than his like right off the jump i can yeah. tell you like that's an alpha beard okay. i actually have, <laughs> i have to apologize to you because the first time we met was at the combine 
and Sean McVeigh used me as like a useful idiot to fuck with you a little bit. <laughs> he sent me up to you to introduce myself, and then he was like, tell him you didn't like his play calling in week 17 against the Colts. And I was like, okay. And then I looked at your face, and you looked so sad. And I was like, shit, you know what? Sean just used me as like psychological warfare sure. against you. So I'd like to offer you the opportunity. What Do you want me to just like hit him in the nuts next time I see him? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> he deserves it. He, he deserves it. He, does, that was a he used to abuse move. me when I was an assistant for him. So. Yeah. What would yeah. he do? What do you mean? What would he do to like? Oh, you know, just uh, so we're pretty close, right? Right. Uh-huh. And so uh, I just think you know you kind of if you're close with people, you tend to let your guard down a little bit and mm-hmm. can take out some of your frustrations on the ones that you're closest to, and because um, you know they're always going to have your back in the end. Right. Kyle, Kyle was the same way. Right. Right. Did uh, did Sean McVay's uh, photographic memory ever piss you off? I feel like that'd be so annoying to be around. It, it's pretty. It's pretty ridiculous. His, right. His memory is unlike anybody I've ever been around, and uh, it's funny because whenever we had team meetings, he'd always quiz the guys on just kind of some of the culture stuff that we'd talk about. And as soon as he started asking questions, you can hear every notebook in the room opening up. And and I'm like, Sean, you're the only guy that can memorize all this stuff, man. Right. The rest of us got to write this down because nobody wanted to get embarrassed in front of the team. Yeah. So yeah. you go out to Tennessee and you coach with uh, one of our other guys, Mike Vrabel. Who's a bigger bro, Mike Vrabel or McVay? A bigger bro? Yeah, who's more bro <laughs> I mean, it's like free. that's a I, you got to you got to go with Vrabel. It's you have to, yeah. He's a guy's guy. No, but Sean's a guy's guy. Yeah, what but do you Vrabel's mean? a guy's dude. Nah, Sean's a guy's <laughs> dude too. That's my guy. You talk about about one of my best friends in life. Right. So you guys still keep um, in touch like pretty closely. I thought you meant more of like who's gonna go, you know, wreck shop if somebody's yeah. Mike Vrabel's that guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's not. He, he won't turn anything now. Do yeah. you? Did you guys joke at all about? You know, obviously, you you had to have seen the internet ran wild with. Hey, if you had a beer with Sean McVay, you got a head coaching job. Um, do you? <laughs> I mean, you saw it, right? I would assume. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. like it, everybody talks about that, so does, it is what it is. Does Sean? I mean, does Sean kind of make funny? Like, does he razz you guys? Because he's like, hey, I'm you're no, I, I'm a kingmaker here. No, I think honestly, I think he's. I mean, he, Sean's a. He, he's a pretty humble guy, and I think it's, it's almost embarrassing. He's always like, "Stop, stop!" Right. Whenever, whenever anything like that, you know, comes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you're in charge. You're, this is like your first camp that you're running on your own. I've always wondered, like, you're trying to get control of this whole team. What are your policies on fighting in camp? No tolerance. There we go. Zero. Zero okay. tolerance. Okay. At all. At all. You fight, you're out. Like you sit out the rest the of that day. practice for the day? Yeah, just for the day. Okay. You know, like, and, and don't get me wrong, skirmishes are going to happen. It's, it's just you don't want to see haymakers being thrown, especially when it's your own teammate. You know, mm-hmm. you got to protect. We always talk about putting the team first and, you know, taking care of, taking care of each other, and that's just something that the guys have, have done a really good job with throughout camp. Right. Even if it's against the other team, even if like JJ Watt is starting to milk a hip injury a little bit too much. Yeah. You know, like we had an incident versus Houston where one of our guys got laid out pretty good and, uh, our guys came to his defense, but there were, there were no punches thrown. Mm -hmm. Probably smart. 
Have you – so Green Bay obviously is a very unique place and a unique town because it is a small town with just a football stadium in the middle of it. Have you had that experience yet where you're at the grocery store and people stop you and, you know, because you're, you're – it's not like playing in or coaching in New York or L.A. or Chicago. You are with the people basically every day. Have you had that moment yet? I haven't gone to a grocery store. Oh. So you know I'm married, right? Yeah, yeah no, so. I know, but I don't know. Maybe you have to go get the groceries. I don't know. You got to grab the milk. Got to no. get toilet paper. Yeah, yeah no, honestly, groups. so like the first few months that I lived here, I, I stayed at Lodge Kohler, and we have such a fantastic setup here with everything you really need. So I'd, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd walk across, or I'd, I'd drive across the street, go to work, drive back across the street, go to bed. I mean, that was the extent of it. You know, I've been out to restaurants and whatnot, but the people here are pretty respectful of, of your of your privacy. Mm-hmm. They're good people here. Do you, call it, you call it soda or pop? I call it soda. Yeah, we got to work on that. I know. It's, Midwest is probably more pop. It would definitely endear you to, to the local community if you just started tossing out a pop every now and then. Also, if okay. you gained like I, 50 pounds. I can pounds. do either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put on 50 pounds and, and you could be a Packer coach for life. Ooh, also, <laughs> two, two more tips. Is that a prerequisite? I mean, you uh, are a little too... Yeah. What are you trying to prove with your weight right now? Like, you think you're better than everyone? <laughs> Actually, I, I look kind of sloppy right now because I haven't been able to work yeah, out. Yeah, but like... I know there's probably some muscles under that shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. What, are you going to go to the beach? Come on. It, it is true that the Packers have a long, I got to get ready for next summer. You long know? history of coaches that are well insulated Correct. against the cold. You, here's a, here, two other tips for uh, being a Packers coach since you're new at it. Uh, in the preseason, just tell everybody, like, the tight end position. We're going to really utilize the tight end position this year. That happens like every single year in the past. Like Aaron Rodgers finally has his tight end. That and also we have a running back this year. If you can just say those two things and prep for the season, you're good. And yeah. number- we, we are going to do that. Oh. There, there you go. Oh, tell tell me about, tell me about how you're going to I, pa- yeah. I passed the test. I know why Sean liked you. Tell me about how, uh, how the Packers are going to use the tight end position this year. We're going to use, utilize them both in the run and the pass. Okay. They're going to be a weapon for us. Here's another one. Change your name to Mike. Yeah. Because the Packers, I think it's like – maybe 20 games in the last 30 years that has been coached by a guy not named Mike. So you should change your name to Mike. That's my brother's name, so oh. I can't do that. Mm. Maybe have your swap swap your brother out. He, he coaches. Yeah. yeah, we could do that. He's Where is he right now? He's with Kyle in San Francisco. Okay, so he's he might be the guy that you need to bring in here. Just be like, we got a Mike on staff. Yeah, so we, we try to, to get him. I've also noticed you guys, all the reports coming out of training camp are that you're using the fullback as a weapon this year. Like, oh, absolutely. You love Danny Vitell. Yeah, Danny's been awesome. So what is uh, – I guess fullback has kind of been phased out of the NFL over the course of the last 10 years, but there are some teams like – Cal's bringing it back a little bit in, in San Francisco. Yeah, Jusick. Yeah, exactly. How, how are you guys using it? Very similar. I mean, we want to be a 21 – we want to be able to run all, everything out of 21 personnel. And, you know, a lot of teams means- don't see that anymore. So it is a little bit of a – of an advantage, especially if you get a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, similar to how they use Juice in, in San Francisco. And really, both Danny and Mal- uh, Malcolm Johnson have done a great job for us. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah, now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. 
Is Aaron Rodgers difficult to get along with or very difficult to get along with? None of the above. Oh, okay. All right. So, no, but seriously, how is your relationship? But I know seriously, it's, it's under a none microscope. of the above. I know. It's under a microscope. And I, I was wondering from what you've learned in the past, because there was the famous Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan, maybe not on the same page, go get a beer, boom, he wins the MVP, and you guys go to the Super Bowl. Have you have <laughs> had you, a lot of beers with Aaron? Yeah. Have you had the, no, but have you had the moment where you guys have uh, sat down, just the two of you, talking shop and, and getting on the same page like that? Honestly, we have those all the time. Yeah. And, you know, we try to, it's just getting to know each other, getting to know, you know, what he likes, what he feels comfortable with within our scheme. But, you know, just when we first started off, it was more about implementing our scheme so he understands it and then trying to take things that he's done really well in his past, which there are a lot of them, and then how do they fit within our offense. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's coming along good. It's still We're still not there yet, but we're I think we're on our way. Do you, got, do you like, recognize the fact that basically you're going to be under a microscope from – the Bleacher Report article that was written and everything that finished last year that no matter what, like you have to be ready if you guys even look at each other the wrong way on the sidelines. I'm going to be tweeting that video and be really? like, trouble in paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got I, eyes. I, I will be honest with you. I, I I did not read that Bleacher Report article and I just don't have time for that, to be okay. honest with you. Were you all concerned right. at all when you saw the video of Aaron trying to chug a beer at the Bucks game and he only got like a third <laughs> of the way down? Was that a big red flag? No, no. He's a scotch guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he said that. I, but then you see Baker going out there biting into a can with his teeth and pounding it. There's not like a little bit. I didn't see like, that. Yeah. Yeah, he shotgunned it by biting the shotgun hole with his teeth. See, That's you're impressed. You're already is, impressed by that. I got to give you a compliment, which I don't want to do. You've done a really good job of becoming an NFL coach and saying you haven't seen anything on social media or whatever. That's smart of you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Just being like, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I don't read that. That's smart. Because I know you do, but it's smart. (laughs) I only read what you got. Honestly, one of the few uh, apps that I even use is the Barstool app. Okay. I love that. All right. And you better listen to part of my take because I'm going to bash the Packers all year long. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Here's a fun game we play. It's called Explain in Detail what the first 15 plays will look like on September 5th. Explain in detail? We ask this every coach. Yeah, every so, single coach so we can gets give, this question. So we give the, the yeah, game plan? Yeah, yeah. In, in detail. What are we running first play? I don't know. You guys are going to have to wait and see. Okay. You got a little something up your sleeve? Nobody ever see. runs a flea flicker first play. You should Actually, my a buddy of mine has been trying to tell me to do that for years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. it's great it. until it doesn't work. Interesting, <laughs> right. you know. It sounds like, it sounds great. Yeah, you look like a until real Khalil idiot. Mack is in the backfield sacking the quarterback before mm-hmm. he gets the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you guys make it to the Super Bowl, can we get a suite? Sean told us we could have one last year. Yeah, yeah, and we, he said that we could also call the first play. We won't ask you for the first play. <laughs> we're, hey, but we're, can just, we... we're just trying to take care of the Bears week one. Yeah, <laughs> one game at a time. Give me a prediction next year that we'll hold you to. I, I don't make ten and six. I can't do it. You're, you you got ten your coach and six. Hat on. Okay, better than ten and six. I mean, come on. Oh, wow. I just. I mean, one week yourself. at a time. Yeah. Um, can we go back to the Super Bowl real quick? Sure. I know it was obviously painful, but uh, what what like what lessons did you learn from that game? You were the quarterbacks coach for Matt Ryan, uh, and what if you could have done anything different? Obviously, you're not calling the plays in that situation, but I would assume you're in the conversation and how everything went down. Like, did you replay that many, many times in your head? Yeah, I think we all have. You mm-hmm. know, certainly if hindsight's twenty twenty, and in the moment you're trying to do 
the best job you can. And the one thing I, I've always said is, you know, the way Kyle called plays all year was aggressive, and it worked for us. And he did a great job. We wouldn't have been there without that type of mindset and mentality. And, and we, don't get me wrong, we had unbelievable players when you have Matt Ryan, when you have Julio Jones, uh, Devontae Freeman, Mo Sanu, Alex Mack. We had we had a lot of really great players. But, uh, you know, we were aggressive, and it, it didn't pan out. And it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also interested in talking a little bit about uh, your years in Washington. So you were the quarterbacks coach for both Kirk Cousins and RG3 that year, which I imagine, and to your credit, you did a very good job developing both of them, but those are two very different quarterbacks that you were coaching that year. Like when you have two guys like that that you're working with, one steps in for the other, how did you decide, okay, which elements are we keeping from Robert Griffin's offense, which is like taking the league by storm and trying to adapt them to Kirk Cousins, which is like a totally different quarterback? Yeah, no, it, that that's a great question. And great thank question. you. That is a great question. Um, you know, so like we took the whole off season really studying what Robert had done at Baylor, and we were trying to figure out how we could implement that and still do our 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 core run concepts as well as our pass concepts. And it's a, really a credit to Kyle um, just putting that whole thing together and having that vision of what we could come up with. And really it was a, a pretty seamless transition, believe it or not, when we went from going from Robert to Kirk because the only thing that we kind of eliminated was was a lot of the zone read stuff. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the same concepts from a pass game were, the, were, were just done with different actions. And then from a running game standpoint, it's not like we just majored in zone read. We still ran our outside zone, and um, but we just we took a little bit. Obviously, took a little bit less of the zone rain element when Kirk was stepped. Right. In. It also helped that you were playing the Browns that game. That was like a nice bonus. It's like Kirk Cousins' first game is going to be <laughs> against a team. That it started playing. off rough. Yeah, it started off rough. I think we had like three three and outs in a row. So, like pulling back the curtain a little bit on how the an offensive uh, coaching staff works. When you're a quarterback's coach, how much input do you get in the game plan? Is it very much back and forth with the offensive coordinator or does the offensive coordinator come up with the game plan and then you're just like, "Okay, this is it. We're going to just practice this." No, so it's been pretty similar wherever I've been in terms of everybody's got an area of expertise that they're working on um, and you know I think as a coordinator, you're always open to listening to everybody's ideas. And then it's just your responsibility to decipher, okay, how does this fit within the framework of our offense and how we're trying to attack that that particular defense? Mm-hmm. Now, switching now to your head coaching job, by the way, we're, we're in the uh, Packers uh, media room, which is right by where there's a lot of I don't know what's going on out there. They're there's just, something they're moving stuff around. Outside. Always something oh, always going on out they're, there. They're hard at work. So um, switching now to being a head coach, has it been different or difficult to have to like take a step back a little bit when it comes to uh, your area of expertise or being maybe like micromanaging pieces that you can't do anymore because now you're the head coach and you're in charge of everyone. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. I'm kind of maneuvering through that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel really good about the staff we were able to hire with Nathaniel Hackett, Luke Getze. You know that Luke had been here before as a receiver coach, and that helped kind of with the transition in terms of how we're implementing some stuff that they've done in the past here. But um, 
No, I've got good people around me. Adam Stenovich is our O line coach. He came from San Francisco, so he was in our. He's been in this scheme before. He really takes a load off with the run game, and same with Justin Outen, who was in Atlanta uh, for the past three years. Now he's our tight end coach. So we've got a lot of good guys around me to to kind of help you know navigate through that whole process of game planning. And to be quite honest, in, in the preseason. There's not a whole lot of game planning going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you're more or less running your 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 core concepts, just your your base foundation of an offense. But as we progress into the season, that's where more of that's that's going to come into play. And you know, I know there's going to be more um, requirements in terms of like media requests and all that stuff. That oh, yeah. I just got to figure out how we're going to navigate. We're going to be a nightmare yeah. for you guys. Okay. Oh, yeah. The big oh, J's out there going to come after you. <laughs> Are you going to keep the – I heard I – th- I can't remember who told us that Mike McCarthy, he used to do a thing where if the Packers were on, like, a losing streak, they would stay at a worse and worse hotel. Are you going to keep that tradition alive? Uh, no. Okay. So five class. So your team's soft. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah, no, we're, class, we're going to try to – Ritz, Carlton, I, You know what? I don't handle the team travel, so <laughs> – we, it's actually we, an awesome move by him. I loved hearing that. Who told us that story? I have no idea. Is someone told us? I think story you like, dreamt that. I no, I just, swear to God. I think you just definitely made that, that up. Can you back it up? I'm we're getting, getting a no, no. We're getting so a no. Maybe made Def- that up. Definitely made that up. Okay, out of well his then I'm a genius because that's a good move. If your team's doing bad, make them stay in a shitty hotel. Well, have you coordinated the travel? Okay, great. You guys well, you're not make any any game time. Whoops. Sorry, connecting flights to all your games. Are you still doing the Lombardi time? Is no. it Lombardi time or Coughlin time? No. It's be on time. Okay. But if it being early starts is at, being on time. Now, so we say be on time, be prepared. So if a meeting starts at 9 a.m., you better be in your seat ready to go at 9 a.m. Okay. Okay. What about the standard? Is the standard the standard? The standard's always the standard. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. It means there's the standard, and that <laughs> it's the standard. It is. The standard. <laughs> what, do you guys have, like, a slogan that you put on the back of your T-shirts? No, nah, not yet. Yeah. The standard okay. is the standard is the standard. Is yeah, that's standard. he got really that from good. Sean. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he got it from Anthony Lynn, who got it from Mike Tomlin. Who got it from some dude who was super high. Hey, that's all we do in this league. Everybody, yeah. It's a copycat league. Yeah, you guys exactly. read that. Yeah. Um, all right. I wanted to ask you a question about my favorite college football conference in the world. That's the MAC. You're a big Mac guy. I love Maction. Yeah, Maction. You uh, played for Mac school. What is I it? I did not play for Mac. Wait. Well, I guess I did. Yeah, you but did. I didn't play play. Okay, but you were at a Mac school. I was. And then you also coached a little at a Mac school. Yes. So what uh, what is it about the Mac? Because you could go down the list, like Nick Saban, uh, Brian Kelly, Urban well, you, Meyer. You got Miami, Ohio, the cradle Miami of Ohio, coaches. Cradle coach, Bo, Sean McVay. Sean, all Bo, Schembechler, Bo Schembechler, Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes, right. So it's, it's actually incredible when you look at it and you're like, this little conference has all these coaches. What is it about the Mac and like maybe it's the hunger in the coaches or whatever it may be produces all these guys that's a great question thank you i've never thought about it yeah i think i don't know i think a lot of guys just start out early in their career at, at a lower level mm-hmm. and not that the max will, i mean it's still D1. it's a lower it's level but you don't see other small conferences producing the type of talent in the coaching world that the mac does yeah i don't know i don't know if it's coincidence or I think it's just the state of Ohio. There's something about Ohio that, is, that makes football yeah. coaches. What about Michigan? Michigan's good, too. Okay. Yeah. But, absolutely. Yeah. But like, That's I where mean, I'm from. I'm yeah, from I know. But Ohio does but Right now, it's like coaches. you go down the list. The, the coaches that we listed, plus 
tack, uh, like Jim Trestle, Bob Stoops, the Stoopses, yeah, the Polinis, both Polinis, sure. the Grudens, all those guys. It's just something about Ohio. And yeah. Urban from Ohio. What is it Urban from Ohio? Uh, yes, I think so. But he's yeah. not a coach. He's never come back. He's retired. Yeah, he's totally <laughs> for life. Yeah, exactly. That, that's my reaction as well. Yeah. Uh, my last question for you is it kind of like an X's nose type question, believe it or not. Uh, they made a rule change this year for pass interference where you're going to be able to challenge it a little bit. It's going to be, you know, it certainly looks like it's going to favor the offense. Have you sat down and thought about how you can take advantage of the fact they're going to be calling it more tightly this year? I don't know. Is that a word? More tightly? Tight, tighter. tighter. They're going to call it tighter this tighter. year. Tighter. Have you sat down and thought, like, here's maybe how we could implement, I don't know, more back shoulder throws or more a certain type of other throw? Yeah, but the thing is, if they don't throw a penalty or they don't throw a flag it, and you're going to challenge it, you better know that it was P.I. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, I think that's something that we're going to figure out throughout the, the course of the preseason and, you know, early on into the regular season is just exactly what, how, how are these plays going to get overturned or whatnot but honestly i think it could be a an advantage for from a defensive perspective considering that all scoring plays are under automatic review Mm -hmm. and you see a lot of you know rub or and or pick plays down in that red area Mm -hmm. so it it could actually help the defense or are you a red area or red zone guy i'm the red area okay i always find that what about uh the red area starting at the 22 yard Bob Diaco, high red, yeah, high yeah red? he did that, yeah, twenty two. <laughs> that was the it was twenty two and in was the Give red area. I worked with Bob Diaco. Did you? Yeah, I did. What was did he you like? at Central Michigan? Did you know? Okay, so he hadn't. Did you see the crazy in his eye? Like that guy at some point in his life is going to create a rivalry trophy out of nowhere with UCF. Did you see that in his eyes? Uh, yeah, I at saw it. Okay, yeah, that's he's got that crazy in his eyes. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, that that's rivalry great. trophy is the greatest rivalry trophy of all time. Are civil they, conflict. I actually, like, they lost it. I like the clock better than the trophy. The countdown yes, until the civil yes, conflict yes. in the locker room. Civil conflict. You don't mm-hmm. choose who your rivals are. Um, all right. My last question is: I think you like me, and I want you to know that I don't like you. Good question. That's okay. Okay. I still like you. Uh, no, it's, see, it, don't do that. It's, don't it's, do that. How can you not like I, you? I mean, no, don't do that. Don't do that. As soon as I see you on the sidelines when you're coaching week one, I'm like, this guy. Fuck him. He's the worst. <laughs> Unless you lose, then I'll be like, oh, I love Matt LaFleur. You can coach with mm-hmm. them forever. I'll still dap you up. Yeah, I'm going okay. to come look for you. Okay, you need to get the rivalry juiced up a little and be like. I know. Hey. That's why we hired a Buckus. Yeah. love. It. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Luke Buckus. You got to do Lovey Smith when he was like, we're going to beat the Packers. You got to be like, we're going to beat the Bears. And right. Get the rivalry going. Yeah, we're going to. We're gonna have a great game versus the Bears. I like it, and you it's guarantee- gonna be. I'll tell you what, it's gonna be. A, it's gonna I got a lot of respect for them. Your personality is disarming, and I don't like it. Let's end this interview. I have a last, last question. Okay. Has Aaron Rodgers slipped into that fake Southern accent thing that he did, like he did after the Bears game last year? He was like, "Oh, my knee hurt so bad." I have not heard that one yet. Be on the lookout oh, for that. Man. I will be. Laughs. All right, Matt Lafleur. Thank you very much. I do like you, but I don't. Guaranteed better than 10 cents. I don't actually like you, but I like like you're nice and you're a great guy. But after this, it's on. (laughs) Okay, it can be on. Okay. It's on.
That interview was brought to you by Roman Swipes. Most guys have tried different ways to last longer, but thinking about baseball doesn't always work. The folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Baseball should just do that. They should just embrace the fact that people think about them when they're trying not to nut. That should be like, hey, baseball, we're the guys that make your wife not pissed at you. Mm. Catch the fever. Roman Swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. They're effective easy to use and fast acting but don't require a prescription roman can ship swipes to you in discreet unmarked packaging and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it swipes are great they will not transfer to your partner so you can last longer without worrying they're super easy to use just take the swipes out of the packet swipe it on let it dry and you're good to go that's it when you go to getroman.com slash take that's g-e-t-r-o-m-a-n dot com slash take you can get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. Just use that link, getroman.com slash take, and get your 5 bucks off when you choose the monthly plan. The interview is also brought to you by MeUndies. MeUndies is here to change your underwear. Not literally, but it's here to change the way you think about it. They believe undies should not take themselves too seriously. They believe undies should be soft, fit every booty like it was made for every booty, and offer fun patterns that give you the freedom to express yourself. And they've got brand new women's products that you guys should check out. MeUndies believes that every woman should have the freedom to wear whatever they want in whatever color they want and whatever size they want. So ladies rejoice. The Feel Free Collection is here. MeUndies size tested these five new silhouettes on every body type with an ultra soft feather light waistband that provides zero restriction. These undies will be the best thing that has ever been on your body. Offered in sizes extra small to 4XL. It don't matter. MeUndies has a size that will fit you. Let's sell some underwear to some ladies, guys. Let's do it. Fuck it. Full send. We're going for it. I love MeUndies. I wear them all the time. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and you get free shipping. It's a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get 15% off your first pair, your free shipping, and your satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash take. That's MeUndies.com slash take. Okay, let's get to some segments. First up, we have hurt or injured Andrew Luck. Stop me if you've heard this before, but Andrew Luck has a weird random injury that might keep him out for a lot longer than everyone expects. Yep, it's an annual tradition that we go through here. I don't know what, I mean, the shoulder was fine last year. Mm -hmm. Well, it was after he threw the vortex, then the children's football, then the college football, then the real football. Now we have to be worried about the calf? His calf injury has migrated into an ankle injury. Oh, no. So So it's always an ankle injury. He's dealing with a bone issue in his ankle, which doesn't sound like a calf. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I think that if your muscle gets sore enough, then it can break. A, I don't know. I don't so know he's sitting on. out the entire preseason, which who the fuck cares? A preseason, I don't. I'm very much the preseason doesn't matter swagger. one way or the other. What do you say? Swagger. Yeah. Swag that's Kelly. that sound that okay, you hear that right now. It does matter. Is now. swag standing You're right, right behind you. You're right. But did swag go Tanya Harding on him? Mm. I wouldn't put it past. Swag. I don't think I don't think he had to. I think Andrew Luck just let him walk around enough and something's going to happen. Mm. So what? I don't like if you're a Colts fan, what do you do when Andrew Luck just every it seems like every year has an injury that makes no sense and you just don't get any report about it? Yeah, I think you just have to bite down on a piece of wood and, and hope for the best. It's turned calf strain has turned into a high ankle issue. Exactly. I don't know how that that's, works. Yeah, it's, I don't think that's like being body. like, oh, yeah, the, my sniffles turned into the flu. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, my sniffles turned into frostbite on the bottom of my feet. How, how does the calf? I, 
Okay, so I, I don't know. All all I know is that the most important story to come out of this was what Chad Ochocinco advised Andrew Luck to do. He said Adam. He said Adam. He first of all he called him Adam, not Andrew. I soaked my ankle in warm urine to heal all my lower extremity injuries. Notice I was never injured my entire career. Please pass along my message. It's a home remedy. So he was telling that to Adam Schefter <laughs> to tell it to Andrew Luck. So just piss on yourself, Andrew. Yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. You can do this. And, uh, I mean, I think at this point, Andrew Luck is – he'll take any – he went to Germany for his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, they poop on you in Germany. Yeah, now he's just, yeah that is true. Scat porn. Mm-hmm. And now he's just got to piss all over his ankle. I, it's like not, a jellyfish. It's not going to hurt anything if you pee on your feet. Are you sure? I've done it many times. That's true. And I did break my foot while I was walking. Mm, so. Connect some dots. I don't know. Um, all right. We have the PMT Sports Biz update with our darling Jake. By the way, Jilly Football just showing up today. She's yeah. back, yeah. She hasn't been here for a month. And then she just walked in and was like, I'm back. She gave me a great hug. She was like, asked me what to do. I was like, oh, no. Like, oh, I, no. I, we I don't kinda, know. I, 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 we yeah. thought you were just our Twitter friend now. Yeah. So we'll have to figure out what to do with Jilly. Hopefully, maybe Friday we can figure this out. We'll figure something out for, yeah. for sure. But either way, we do have an intern that actually shows up every day, and it's Jake. So here it is, the PMT Sports Minute, Sports Biz Minute. Good morning. This is Jake Marsh with the PMT Sports Biz Minute. The 2019 Little League World Series begins tomorrow. Kids ages 9 to 12 get the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play on one of the biggest stages in youth sports. Now, it's important to note that each player must prove their age before stepping on the field in Williamsport and there are a couple of ways to do this I mean even Carlos from the bench warmers bribed his way to the mound amazing the Antonio Brown saga continues Oakland star wide receiver tweeted out that he's looking for a shut air advantage large helmet that was manufactured in 2010 or after the first football helmet dates back to the 1893 Army Navy game Admiral Joseph Mason Reed went to his shoemaker and had him fashion a moleskin hat with ear flaps. This was even briefly used by paratroopers during World War One. That's your PMT Sports Biz Minute, Mr. Cat, Mr. Commenter. Back to you. All right, Jake. Very cool, Jake. Yeah, check out Jake on Twitter. He's given us facts. You're going to give us uh, what Ray Allen and Keyshawn Johnson have done as entrepreneurs, minus all the jump juices, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's your homework. Uh, next up, we have a way to stay relevant baseball. I looked it up. Keyshawn Johnson uh, was on a weekend TV series on A&E in 2008. Oh, I remember that weekend. Keyshawn TV Johnson series. tackling design. He did do yep. NFL Countdown for a while, right? He yeah. was on Countdown. Yeah. He's, he's done a lot of studio shows, yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess he's got an investment business Mike or whatever. Dicka for but. a while. Yeah, yeah. Because Mike Ditka would just like stare at him. And fart. Yeah, just fall asleep. What the hell are you but. talking about? Um, all right, so way to stay relevant baseball. Major League Baseball released their 2020 schedule yesterday. Also the same day the NBA released their schedule. At, yeah, at the same time. What the fuck is baseball doing? They couldn't have picked a worse time to do that if they had tried. If they had sat down and, and figured out the worst possible time would have been at that exact moment. And they did it. So good job. But, but, we're, but we're talking about it. I did look at it, and I'm just going to say, if any AWLs out there work at the Marriott at the Sky Dome. It's always been a dream of mine to go watch the Cubs play in that hotel that's in the stadium. Oh, the ones that people could yes. see people fucking in. Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to fuck in it, but I will bring my four loco tube. That's a promise. In the Which window. is guaranteed not to be fucked. Yes. It's going to sit right there. Uh-huh. But seriously, someone hook me up. This might be a, just a genius strategy that, that Major League Baseball has, is being so bad 
at marketing themselves that they get more marketing by people talking about how bad their marketing strategy is. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's just roast us. Right. If it's just schedule release day and you're like, oh, there's a baseball schedule too? Uh-huh. I guess that's better than just releasing it and everyone not even realizing it was released. Not, we probably wouldn't talk about the baseball schedule getting released Good point. unless this had happened. Good point. Um, you right. win again, Bud Selig. Yeah, you did it. All right, last up before we get to guys on chicks, we have a thoughts and prayers for A-Rod. He had $500,000 of jewelry stolen from in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I'm on the case. Where is World Series rings? Uh, yeah, what, that, that, is, that is the first question you should ask. How him. does a man have $500,000 worth of jewelry rich. in his car? He's fucking rich. A Was watch? he planning on proposing to somebody else? He uh, valued Barcelona at $1 billion. Okay. So he's rich. Interesting. I don't know how that For makes what? him rich. But yeah. But dude, that's if you good. say that's big good. enough numbers, that's good. That's then that's good. good. Okay. Yeah, we should sell mm-hmm. to him for a billion. Yes, bill, we should. One bill. You, you should be like a Rod. You are so smart, and you're right. One bill. One billion dollars. One bill. Yeah. So I don't know what. I, it's a major flex to have that much stolen from you, right? Like that's the one spin zone here to have five hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry stolen for you. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a Drew Brees situation where the. Like rings weren't worth as much as what you bought them for. Oh, that's Drew Brees should have just said he got his shit stolen, right? Instead of being like, "Oh, I bought a huge cubic zirconia," right? Should just flush that down the toilet and be like, "I got my diamond ring stolen." Yes, yeah, someone someone took my my uh, bling bling. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on the case. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it, and by that I mean I'm just gonna go on Twitter until someone finds it and be like, "Job well done," mm-hmm. or so. just search Craigslist in Oakland. That's true. That's true. See if anyone has $500,000 worth of jewelry. Yeah, sell. I'm sure they went right to Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Um, does Craigslist still exist? I don't know. Hank, does it exist? Yeah. Okay. We, we're let go, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't big use... Big time. Yeah. Big time let go. It's the new wave. Uh, all right. Last up. We let have go a... should just lean into like, we've never been shut down for human trafficking. Boom. Craigslist. Can't say that. Hey, remember 2002? Neither do we. Mm-hmm. Let go. Let go. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, special edition, guys on chicks, guys in labor. Why? Why are we doing guys in labor <laughs> today? Oh, boy, Question, where do Hank? we start? Everyone's unionizing, and Barstool isn't. Well, so last night, I guess Dave started. Well, uh, two night, two days ago, okay. The Ringer unionized. That's right, The Ringer unionized. Because Rasillo got like $500 million contract. Yeah, now it's that my. That was unreported. It's sorry. my hypothesis <laughs> that, that he was uh, sent over there by ESPN to become an inside oh. agitator. Start a union, damn, and then try to tear the the ringer down from the inside. Then go back to ESPN, clapping his hands. I did it, boss. Yep, but it's that's kind of th- suspect that he still has four podcasts left on ESPN. That's just what I'm saying. I don't know if it's true. Shout out Ryan, by the way, good friend yeah. of ours, go, announcing going to the ringer and then tweeting out, still got four ESPN podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the ringer they unionized a couple days ago, and then our boss Dave said that he would crush, smash any- it. Smash any unionizing efforts like a grape, I believe is what he said. Correct. Which is against the law. Apparently. To, to say that. He should have said, I'll eat any union like a grape in three bites like Mike Greenberg. Uh, yeah. At least give you a chance to live. Exactly. Or like, I'll eat someone's ass. Right. Right. Yeah. So it is against the law. He broke mm-hmm. the law, which I, is he going to jail? I kind of hope he goes to jail. Although jail, if Dave went to jail, it's actually jail for us because then he'll tell us about jail all the time. 
he will never let that go. Right. He'll be like he prison did go Mike to jail for Roger Goodell, and he told he talked about it nonstop. Yeah. So, so that was, that's that jail for us. Night. Don't put him in jail. Yeah. So then we got into the whole unionization conversation today about whether or not Barstool should unionize. Hand up. I didn't know shit about unions. Mm-hmm. All I knew about unions was I've seen Newsies twice. I yeah. still don't know shit about unions. Yeah. I like literally. That's one of those things where if you'd ask me, listen, I'm I'm not the smartest guy. I think I know a little bit about a lot of it, but unions. Definitely didn't know a lot about that. Yeah, I think unions are good across the board. I'm a big union. Everything guy. Everything I've learned. Yeah, I'd agree. Yes, You've, we have educated you a little bit. Oh, today. dude, I when I said I was like, I think unions are good, but not for us. Everyone's like, you're a fucking scab and a bootlicker. I was like, dude, what did I say? Yeah. So I learned that language is very important. The language police come at you mm-hmm. when it comes to unions. I learned that they definitely do. I, I also learned that I have equity, so I actually am like. I can't. We should. I'm getting my boots licked. We should unionize so should, against you. Yeah, I shouldn't comment about unionization about our union efforts because little I, late for that. Yeah, yeah, way late. So way late. I blew that one. Everybody big time. else in the room can unionize Fucked against up. Big Cat on this show. Yeah, and then we can have all. the And power. guess what? As your boss, I You're welcome not my boss. that. You're not. Okay, <laughs> you, you've recognized the union. Uh, yeah. So the thing about unions, I think a lot of people were thinking. Like, oh, if you unionize against your boss, then it means that you are not happy with the way things are. Correct. I, I thought that. I think, and, and you know what? What I've learned do. today? It, it, yeah. <laughs> Still don't so, understand. So, Hank, in theory, you could unionize right now, and just part of your union bargaining could be, if this is what you want it to be, I want everything the way that it is right now. And so while that wouldn't change anything. But you got to pay fees. You would you would pay a little bit of a fee. That's true. Got to throw I, that I out there. That but, then, but then. Be fair to both sides. That's true. You got to pay then fees. If, if Barstool were to get sold to somebody that didn't want to treat you good, it would still be in your contract that they had to treat you good. Damn. Well. So treat we, you well. So we've all learned a lot today. Yeah. Sure. So I, bottom line, I still don't understand unions. All I know is that I am pro-union. I still don't understand how a union would work for Barstool, but I'm in a position where I can't talk about it. Okay, well, here come a bunch <laughs> of questions. Did I sum it up correctly? Yeah, yeah. That are I all think I nailed it. <laughs> basically union-centric, so let's do it. Let's do it. Guys in labor. If one person in your union has sex, does that mean by default you also had sex? Yes. That's actually... No, the law is very clear on this. Okay, so PFP. I've been, I've been, I was in a union and I claimed that I lost my virginity. So, I, yes. PFT, here's another question as our uh, resident union lawyer, uh, labor yes. lawyer. Um, if I wanted to start a union, but my only grievance was for Chernin to pay off all my gambling debts, mm-hmm. is that okay? I believe you could request that. I'm in a union. I declare unionship. All right. Which union, such as garbage construction, laborers, plumbers, etc., do you think has the toughest members? Mm, pipe fitters yeah, steam fitters maybe the welders yeah, yeah. well oh, welders are dude welders just walk around with fire all day yeah, the, fire and iron what about the underwater welders i are think they oh, special fuck. kind of steam fitters yeah, i think insulators. insulators insulators that's the, yeah. si- the silent killer mm-hmm. that's yeah, true that's what they say uh yeah maybe refrigeration because like you got to deal with people bitching they only call you when mm. the refrigerator is broken i i'm actually gonna say digital media Probably the toughest. Yeah, that's the part. That's really the part that I don't understand how digital media has unions. But that's again, I'm learning. I'm Mm -hmm. a little, I'm a little egg. I'm learning my union, uh, everything, and someday I'll learn. I don't know where I'm going to go. Learn to fly. Oh, I'm in a union, so it's fine. 
Uh, union suggestion. Join yeah. the firefighters union and get them to drive by Pete's house with sirens on all night until he gets the podcast room fixed. Great. Thursday, Friday's podcast, there's going to be no issues. No, that's, that's right. That's what it's we've been told. fixed on Thursday during that's the day. Except I talked to Pete yesterday. Oh, no. And here's what Pete told me. Uh, just so that you're aware, there might be some uh, residual noise while you guys are recording. Yeah. I was like, Pete, that's a, those are two big words. What does that mean? He was like, well, they're going to be... They're going to be fixing the windows in other rooms nearby, oh. and so that you might be able to hear the sirens through those. So basically, it still might be fucking noisy on Thursday. It might be noisy on Thursday, but we think it's going to be fixed on Thursday. And because I know I hate Pete, and we go back and forth a million times, he is actually getting this fixed. So I'm going to give him another 50 Madden codes to give out to the people. Oh, that's nice. At all business, Pete. At all business, he Pete. will give them out. He's got I'm, FIFA codes too. He's got FIFA codes. He's got Madden codes. I am going to do that out of the goodness of my heart for you, people. Tweet at all business, Pete. Ask for those Madden codes. My boyfriend almost always has lint in his belly button. Is this a common thing? How does this happen? What does that have what to do with is, unions? Yeah, unions? We're talking about unions. Without, oh, the, the blessed, lint, the lint, the blessed union. union of marriage. Yeah, the the belly button. Ooh, deep belly buttons union. Yeah, we <laughs> want rights. Yeah, four nipplers. We, st- of we America. Yeah, okay. Can you unionize everything? No, I don't know. I'm kind of I think you can, to I think you I'm can declare. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, everyone has belly button. If you if you don't have belly button lint, then it's a problem. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It means I have, you've got too I shallow. I pull a full fucking shirt out of my belly button at night. Yeah, Rick Riley told me. Remember? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, like a nitic. What will that? Literally, like it's disgusting. Uh, this isn't really a uh, question. It's more of just a, a roast or a statement. Okay. The majority of your audience is middle class, hence a lot of union labor workers. Facts. I'm in the local 134 labor union in Chicago, and if you guys think me or any of my coworkers are going to support a company that blasts unions, you have another thing coming. Don't blast unions. Yep. We, we are we like anti-blasting unions. union. Next question from a separate person: Is shooting unionizers immoral? Yeah. Shooting them? Shooting them? Well, shooting. Shooting? That's the question. People yes, because is immoral. Mr., uh, because <laughs> Mr. Portnoy oh, yeah. threatened to shoot me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that is very immoral. Yeah. And I, I listen, I don't even know. I actually have no idea where Dave stands at this point. I think a lot of it is shtick. Um, but we, if you were writing in from a union, we got your back. But we might not unionize. But, but I've said but, too much. Yeah. I've said too much well, just there. Here's, I'm just walking on eggshells. Yeah, here's the point. thing. I don't know what the fuck Here's the thing, say. Big Cat. I'll, I'll take this one for okay, you. Okay, thank you. Uh, it's okay to not start a union. Correct. But, but, but you, <laughs> however, should, you should be able to have the conversation of whether, whether or not, not you should want to without somebody saying that he'll fire you if you do. Are unions basically fight club? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Now you get don't it. ever talk about now unions. You now you get it. Okay. Here, uh, good question regarding that. Sup, fellow current bootlickers. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, I've been called. I got called a bootlicker like a billion times today. Uh, and I'll tell you, man, it hurts every time. <laughs> I live in the South and was told by my last employer that if a union rep came onto the property that we were to report him to our facility manager, he would call the police and have the rep charged with trespassing. Ooh. Other than that, we have fantastic benefits. So that's kind of where you have to draw the line to determine what's best. Okay. Oh, man. Gotcha. This so shit is so confusing. It is, it is very confusing. <laughs> I, it, unions are just like people, right? They're good, they're good people and there are bad people everywhere in yeah. every single walk of life. For the most part, I think unions do a great job. Like teachers, firefighters. Unions gave us weekends. Exactly. Weekends and... But I still might not be for the union. But we work school. on Sundays, though. Yeah. So we need to... Well, that's because we choose to. I got to say, like, or else Big Cat will fire us. 
I know people are mad at Dave, and they have every right to be mad at Dave, but him just saying that he would go and smash random unions, that's funny. Yeah. The, it's the, like, I'll go to the Daily Beast and smash your I, I did notice. He thinks it's like, uh, he thinks he's Mario, he and he th- can just jump around and jump on people. He thinks he's a Pinkerton, <laughs> like, for hire. Here, here's the last, this is the last question in regard to that. Uh, sup, boys, especially Dipcat, union question. He did nine dips today. Obviously, eh, obviously nine. Pa- Pouches or snooze? Nine. Obviously, you guys on PMT have said you have the perfect job and that all your benefits are taken care of. Correct. Is Dave just talking a bunch of shit because he knows that he has the support of his employees? Also, Packers plus three. No, uh, I think I think Dave's just he he made the initial tweet and he saw it got a reaction and then he was like, "I'm going to double and double down and triple down on all of this because I see that people are talking about me." But there is an element where, uh, and I don't. I haven't talked to every single person at Barstool about unions, but I would say a lot of people at Barstool are very, very happy. That's not saying that I don't. Mm-hmm. What, what people, are you going to say, boss? <laughs> things, people get paid very well, and people seem to be very happy here, but I don't know if that means we should unionize or not. Right. <laughs> right. But we can have the conversation and choose not to Out if loud. that's our choice. I will allow the co- no, 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 no. It's no. not up to you. No, no, no. I would welcome the there you go. Thank you. As Thank you. Owner so this of is, boots. This is what Simmons is going to say whenever he comments on. Yo, that, this is Bill the best. Simmons locked into this, this is, day. Yeah, because this is holy crazy. shit! If he comes out and he's like, "Fuck these guys," that would be the internet will just go aflame. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that what Dave was doing part at shtick today is exactly what Bill Simmons wants to do for real. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> you should just hire Dave to smash the radio. <laughs> Dave is a fucking, he really does think he can go around smashing unions, so might as well just hire him. Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll see everyone Friday. Love you guys. Even Boss Cat. I'm talking away. I'm the one to say I'll say it anyway. Today's another day to find you shine away. I'll be coming for your love again. Pardon My Take, presented by Barstool Sports.